0: Hello, welcome to Locked On Leafs Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, at Mickey underscore Canuck on Twitter, joined once again by Brandon Cameron, B underscore Cameron, 222 two, two on Twitter. Brandon, how's it going?
1: Hey, man, it's been pretty good. It's a, it's a really good day today, man. The Leafs, they, uh, they actually got a win.
0: Not only did they get a win, <laughs> they had probably their most convincing victory of the season, which is something that I think... A lot of people have been really scrutinizing them for. They haven't had an entire sixty game effort all season long. We may have saw that tonight. No, yeah. Not sixty, like fifty-eight minutes at least.
1: For sure, man. Like this is I don't even think it's even debatable. This is probably the best game they played all year. Yeah. Like it's not even close. Like by a country mile. Everything that the Leafs could have possibly wanted to go their way in a hockey game did tonight. Freddie Anderson didn't let in a muffin. They no, didn't all give up the a shutout power play goal.
0: So the, the So Leafs end up winning 4-0. Uh shutout almost broken in that final minute. Post uh, goes off the post to the bar. It hit iron somehow and just somehow didn't go into the back of the net. That would have been was, the most Freddie oh,
1: Anderson play of all time.
0: That was so gut-wrenching. Like the team played <laughs> so well in front of Freddie, and it was gonna be nice to have him rewarded with a shutout. And for half a second I thought that that – was going to either go off the bar or off the post, hit Freddie in the back and then in, or off the bar post, come right down in front of him and somebody bang away at the rebound. Luckily, the Leafs were able to get it out of danger. But uh, no, huge win. Big dub for the Leafs, which was probably their biggest game of the season. It just meant so much for them mentally, I think, to come out here and have a great response game, especially after being embarrassed in Pittsburgh the other night against the same Penguins team, and then come out here and put the kind of effort that they had tonight. Like hats off. Hats off to this team.
1: It was also an even better Pittsburgh team than, than right than and the Malcolm. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it but was, I mean the Leafs have their own Malgun, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah, so so the Leafs are better too. Yeah,
0: so we'll uh, let's let's get right into it. We'll go with the good, the better, the best. Which it was funny. We were having a conversation during the game, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, we'll do the good, better, best." You're like, "Oh, not the good, the bad, the ugly." And I realized the only time I ever have you on is after a loss, and you've never had the chance to do a good, yeah, better, I've, best. I,
1: I've never even had the chance to gloat, <laughs> gloat my to flex my uh, my Leafs fan muscle. No, or like. Be an arrogant Leafs fan on on this podcast before because they always just lose, so I just tear them up.
0: <laughs> so I will uh, I will let you go, and I will let you go first. Who was your good for tonight?
1: Um, my good for tonight was Freddie Anderson. Uh, I thought he was solid all night. Didn't let in a goal. I mean, didn't really have to make any huge, big time saves tonight, which is why which is. The reason he's he's the good on my list and not the better or the best, because he didn't have to be great. So but he was. But he was fine. Yeah, no, I the exact
0: exact same thing. You know, Freddie Anderson thought that he was good. He made the saves when he had to make the saves. Just taking a look, he only had four high danger chances against, and to me only one of them were really, really a grade A chance.
1: I don't even think it was a shot on goal either.
0: I know it wasn't a good (laughs) a good Kind of uh, defensive play made by Capitan and Muzzin to to knock away a chance by Crosby, and but but that's okay. Like f- Freddie, if you take a look at the way he's played over the last man, maybe even as long as two months. Like this is his first win in the month of February.
1: He'll take it, man. I-, I know he
0: missed a few games, but like still, like he hasn't had a win since January 29th. He only missed three games. Like you know, he hasn't missed that many, right? Yeah. And it's been kind of a tough stretch for him, and to come out and kind of have a a game where he wasn't tested that much, but when he was, he was at the top of his game. He was able to make the saves that he had to make, and that's what the Leafs need to do moving forward. And that kind of leads me to uh, another player. I kind of alluded to him earlier as my better. I thought Gasparri Kapanen had an amazing game tonight. I thought that Kapanen truly was one of the best players out there on the ice for the Maple Leafs, which I wasn't expecting it to be Captain. I thought it was going to have to be one of the big boys who had a great game. And don't get me wrong, I think everybody actually played well tonight. Yep. I can't think of a single player that I think actually played terribly. Um,
1: I thought it was quiet. Spencer was quiet. Quiet, but, quiet, but they like were, not they bad. bad. They, they, They're
0: quiet, right? Like they didn't hinder the team. No, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, they just weren't stellar. But Capitan was one of those guys utilizing his speed. Ends up scoring the goal on on the ends up scoring the goal on the breakaway. Uh, I already talked about how he took away a goal from Crosby. I truly believe that Crosby would have put that in the back of the net in the first period. Mm-hmm. And he was just really really dominant all night, using his speed, using his skill. And I really like. Uh, I really like that line. When they do have Kapanen and Kerfoot together, I do think that they do have some sort of chemistry. They got a lot, um,
1: they got a lot of speed together. Like, yeah. F- like, when, what I've noticed with Kerfoot and Kapanen... And he their strengths like, that way. Like, Kapanen kind of brings out a little more speed in Kerfoot's game than than he kind of has had on the Tavares line, really. Because Nylander and Tavares aren't the most uh, dynamic, like, skated-up, fast, quick type players. they they kinda have they kinda carry the puck and take their time and possess it properly, where I think Kerfoot fits in a little better on a speed line.
0: And we can't forget the fact that Spirit Capitan dropped the mitts today. <laughs> I know. Scrappy Cappy throwing him down with Jared McCann. It was it was a bit of a scrap. Like it wasn't, you know, major bombs were thrown, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at a scrappy cappy. And I like that nickname. You know, I'm gonna keep her going. Scrappy the Cappy, are weird,
1: man, <laughs> and, and that, thats really... about
0: as much of a fight as you're gonna get from it's, this team. I, I like was like just about Clifford. to say,
1: that's probably the most aggressive fight that—that's the most aggressive fight that Maple Leafs have had this year. And it was like probably one of the top five worst fights in the league this year. Yeah, <laughs>
0: probably. But hey, man, you—you you gotta give him credit where it's due. Oh yeah. Um, who was your better?
1: Uh, My better wasn't a specific player. It was the Maple Leafs' third period. Yeah. I thought they were really, really, really solid this third period. Like, all year they've had that—they've struggled. They've given up leads basically nonstop under Keefe. They've always found a way to deflate a goal and ruin Freddie Anderson's shutout bid. They've had really, 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 really tough third periods here, but— Tonight they locked it down. They only gave up two shots in the entire third period. And I was... They kept pressing. They didn't give up.
0: Considering that the third period has been a real struggle for the team as of late, like they just keep collapsing the third period. And especially when they're leading. right? And that's kind of been the issue so far this season for them. Um, What I think was so important for the Leafs in this third was the fact that they were able to lock it down. And not just lock it down, but Literally, they gave the Penguins nothing, like two two shots on net, not a single high danger chance. Like, they gave them nothing in the third period, and I think that it really was kind of a statement that when this team wants to shut it down, they can, and that's what's been so frustrating about watching the Leafs this season. The Leafs are a super talented team when they want to be, and it just hasn't been as consistent as they need to be, and that's what's been so frustrating. If they could play the way they did tonight, 82 games a season, this is, could potentially be a
1: 55-60 win team. If they could do it 60 times in a season, they, they give themselves 22 stinkers or 22 like mediocre games. They do that more than half of the season. They, they're a top five team in the league. And, and that's honestly... <laughs>
0: The conversation that I was having today with with a, a group of friends, I'm like, listen, they may be right there in the playoff pack, but I've never like I haven't come away from a game saying, wow, they really played well, and I just haven't had that hope that this team is gonna go on a run and this team is a top tier team where I I I had those expectations on them going into the season. But a game like tonight is somewhere is is a game where I finally have that hope. It's like, okay, that we can, we see it. We can see what they can do if they are playing consistent and if they play and have a 60-minute effort in all ends of the rink as well. Like, they were playing on all ends of the rink, which is something that we have not seen as of late.
1: No. no. Absolutely not. And Uh, I think that's why Leafs fans get, like, so frustrated, too, like on Twitter and just – and even the media. Like, the reason they get so frustrated is because you know how good the Leafs are when they're on their game, which is – it just. It's so annoying that they don't do it all. The
0: time. I know, I know. It's, it, it truly is, but it's
1: so annoying.
0: For me, that that was my best, I thought. The effort that they gave tonight, just all-around effort, it was a full 60 minutes or pretty darn close to it, and that was something that we needed a good response out of them, and they came out and they had a great response. It was a fantastic game. They really controlled it from the get-go, and although it was scoreless after one, I thought that it was, it was a fairly even period. If not tipped the scales a little bit in Toronto's way, I thought, especially considering that they were coming off the game that they were, the fact that they were able to keep this one a pretty level-headed in the first and then really blew it up in the second period with three goals and then added another insurance marker in the fourth or in the third (laughs) added the fourth (laughs) in the third period and the insurance marker it finally got out of my head i had all the right words just in the wrong order but um just a full 60 minute effort tonight and that that really was was why they were so good
1: i agree they were they they did have a full 60 minute effort i didn't include that in my good better or best Tonight because I expect them to have that effort every single night. Well, like, you'd expect them I don't want to don't they... give them I don't think they deserve credit for, for actually giving an effort no. for an entire effort no, for an entire you're game wrong. because they just they should do that every time.
0: You're okay, you're somewhat right, but they haven't. So I'm going to give them the credits like listen, guys, that was great. Can you do that now going forward? Like this is what you need to do. Honestly, that's what you need to do to beat the like Pittsburgh's a great team. A great team. These are cup contenders in my eyes. Oh, yeah. And you just walked all over them. Walked all over. I mean, you walked all over them tonight like they did to you on Tuesday. Yeah, well. Maybe it, not as much of a, a, a domination, but still a great effort. And it was a, a convincing victory.
1: I, I'll i give you the benefit of the doubt with them playing the Penguins. Like, beating Pittsburgh like that is, is definitely a, an accomplishment, but... I mean, I expect that from them. That's the type of game they need to have more often. That's how they should have played since Keith came up, since Keith took over. Yeah. Like that's just that's what I expect from the Maple Leafs. That is my expectations. And my uh my best tonight was uh, Jake Muzzin. He was I great. thought Jake Muzzin was awesome tonight. He uh Tuesday night after that loss against Pittsburgh, he called out his teammates. It's so not he walked the walk. He's Goal, done that all season. Two assists. Yeah. He he put Jake Muzzin put on his big boy pants tonight.
0: Team high, twenty three minutes of ice time. Went out there. Yeah, we said three point night, plus three on the on the sheet as well. Four block shots. Big night for for Jake Muzzin. Definitely. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Probably his best game as a Maple Leaf. Probably. Probably. And that's what they needed that though. Like they need some of these stabilizing forces, these veterans like Muzzin, to come out and have great games like this. Like Tavares, who also had another good game tonight. Like, they need these 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 response games out of these veteran players.
1: You know who was because... actually surprisingly good tonight? Tyson Berry. I didn't hear a lot of Tyson Berry's name, which is for some reason a win
0: for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he wasn't on the ice for a goal again, so that's a plus. That's a plus in they my They didn't have any,
1: any glaring turnovers that led to an automatic goal for the Penguins, which is a positive.
0: <laughs> <We'll>, uh, <laughs> uh, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll end it there, I guess, for the good, the better, the best, and then we'll kind of keep talking about this game uh, next. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease Podcast. Mike DiStefano here with you. Alongside with me is Brandon Cameron. We're chatting about the Lease 4 nothing victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's right, you heard it. 4 nothing over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, what were some other notable things that you kind of had, a, that you want to talk about from this game that you saw?
1: I want to talk about Zach Hyman a little bit. All right. Is that cool? Yeah. Uh, Zach Hyman, another goal tonight, 19th of the year. Yep. Uh I don't even know, think there's any debate anymore that Zach Hyman's not a top six forward in the NHL. Like, no. I don't, I don't, I think he's just obviously a top six forward. Like, I think it's really funny to me that he got a, he got, he, I, personally, I gave him a lot of heck when in his first year in the league playing on Matthews' line. I was like, I wasn't that big on on Zach Hyman's playing with Austin Matthews. I thought he had no hands, no finish. But you know what? You got to give Zach Hyman some credit here. Like he's he's legitimately turned himself into a scoring threat. Like Zach Hyman is a legitimate scoring threat on that line as well.
0: Yeah, no, he's definitely a, a big part of that team. He plays his role well, which I think is is what's really helping him. You know, like he's somebody he knows that he's got to be a puck retriever to go out get the puck to Matt, to Marner so that Marner can do his flashy and dangles and stuff, and then scooted over to, to Matthews for the one-timer, right? Like, that's his job. And while he goes and retrieves the puck, he retrieves it, then he heads right to the net yeah, and waits for the rebound. And, and tonight, it's exactly what happened. Off of off, he went straight to the net for a rebound, and he ends up pouncing on, on a rebound for off a point shot and bats it into the back of the net. And that's your 4 nothing goal. Like, he's just, he's doing his job correctly, and he just seems to be, he's such a smart player. And, oh, you know, yeah. when you, you know he's, he's a guy who came from the college ranks, so, like, he's a smart individual anyway, like, in general. He's, he's, he's a very smart guy. He's, he's an, an author. author. <laughs> he's a children's, <laughs> like, books author, exactly. Um, but tonight, you know, it just, he does the little things right, too. And he, he knows what he has to do for his team to succeed, and it's just the little details that seem to be escaping a lot of the Maple Leafs on a night-to-night basis. Yeah. And Hyman seems to be one of those guys who's consistently doing the little things. And it's because that's that's part of the game that got him to where he is. Yeah. And it's just now he's been gifted with this top six opportunity, and he keeps doing the little things. But he's also improved on his offense, and that's made him into such a, a more integral part of this lineup.
1: I'm challenging that a little bit. I don't think he's been given an opportunity. He's kind of always been in the top six.
0: Yeah, I like, know. But he Ever wha- since he
1: came to the wh- NHL, okay, hold on. he, he slid up. into the top six.
0: Right, but did he deserve to be there? No. So he was gifted it. <laughs> like yeah, that's what he, I mean, right? He, like he, now he's, he's deserving to be there. But at first, like you look at a guy like Zach Hyman, it's like, okay, a, a grinder uh who, who can go into the corners, like that's not what you think of when you think of a top line. You even said yourself, you didn't like the fact that he was playing on the line with Austin Matthews. You didn't, didn't want him there either.
1: I didn't want him there But this he's here.
0: And now he's forced the hand of the coaches, like, okay, well, he's super Super productive. Like they yeah. got to put him there. He's earned himself that top six role. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that he started off that way. He was gifted the opportunity, but he's run away with it, and now he's earned it.
1: Yeah. No. Hundred percent. know
0: when he's saying you're pushing back on it, now you're pushing back. Now you're saying you were wrong.
1: No, I'm not saying I was wrong. Well, you were. I'm not wrong.
0: Anyways. <laughs> um, no, Hyman. Uh, really good game. Really good game. A couple of things that I also wanted to kind of talk about. You look at three of the four goals that were scored tonight off the face-offs. And that was kind of a theme for a lot of these goals. You take a look at the first one. Tavares wins it back to Justin Hall. D-to-D over to Muzzin. Muzzin point shot through traffic. Mulligan went to the front of the net. Yeah, that small little 5'8", 9", 170-pound Dennis Mulligan getting himself out in front and uh, screening the goaltender. You know what?
1: Matt Murray should have saw that. He's six four all day. Like yeah, uh, Matt, but, Matt Murray yeah. should have been able to see over, over Dennis Mulligan's <sighs> little, little frail head.
0: Yeah, when you're in a crouch. Anyways, <laughs> my point is... That the set plays off the draw seem to be working tonight. That was the first one, and then the second goal, same thing, you know, to Nylander on the five-on-three, and then again, the fourth goal came off of the draw. Hyman going to the net, got a rebound off the draw, bats it in, four nothing Leafs.
1: I gotta, I gotta be honest. I hate goals off of faceoffs. Why? They're the least entertaining goal. Wow, well, you always you want to see goals have. off the
0: rush. Sure, I guess. <laughs> those are the best. The, those are always most entertaining. Like Kasperi Kapanen scored a goal off the rush tonight. Scored and I like on Kasperi breakaway. Kapanen's goal tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but the Leafs, you know, 62% on draws tonight against Pittsburgh. 62%. That, I think, is going to be a recipe for success going forward. If this Leafs team can keep winning face-off draws the way they are and keep just giving themselves those extra possessions off of the draws, they're gonna be in a much better uh, uh much better going forward.
1: Well yeah, I, I think it actually it does really help with Sheldon Keefe's system, to be honest, winning face offs. To think
0: sixty eight percent on face offs tonight. Really? Yeah, sixty eight percent.
1: That's the key for Sheldon Keefe's style, man. Like his possession entry zone entry style coaching, like yeah. the if if you win face offs, you can do what you can do exactly what Sheldon Keefe is preaching, right? Yeah, no, You, you don't have to do – if they win face-offs, and they don't have to do the things that they suck so at as often, which is somehow really ideal, right?
0: Uh, one other thing that I kind of wanted to – before we gloat and gloat and gloat, and <laughs> I don't know why I had this thought. But it was Tristan Jari who's kind of become the number one netminder in Pittsburgh. And the fact that Matt Murray was in tonight, and you already kind of alluded to it, he should have had that first goal from Muzzin when Mulgan, short little guy, was out in front of him. Does this win take like, does it take away from this win a little bit, knowing that it was against Murray, their number two goalie as of now, as opposed to Tristan Jari?
1: I don't think so. I think Matt Murray's still a quality NHL goaltender. It's not like he's like... Uh... <laughs> it's not like they're playing uh,
0: Michael Hutchinson. Who's
1: it's, they're not throwing out <laughs> Michael Hutchinson or who's the new backup in LA now that they traded Campbell? Cal Peterson. Cal, no Cal Peterson. No, they like Cal Peterson. I, you can like anybody you want. I like, <laughs> I like tons of things that aren't good, man. <laughs> like, I don't know, they're not they're not wheeling out Cal Peterson or, or Michael Hutchinson when they play their backup goaltender right now, which is Matt Murray. Which I, I don't even think Matt Murray a true backup right now either. They're kind of, they're still, they still kind of split duties with Jari, to be honest. Like, uh, they, like he might be their number one starter now, but he's not like, he hasn't run away with it. Even so though, even I'm though looking into have. it
0: too much. Because, in my eyes, I'm just thinking, like, all right, there's a real possibility that this could be a seven game series. Between Toronto and Pittsburgh, right? Like yeah. Toronto, if Pittsburgh runs like right now, they're they're leading the uh, the the Metro Division. If they end up clinching it, and Toronto falls out of their divisional spot and has to take a wild card spot and takes a second wild card spot, well, I guess technically no, they the could f- any, any either wild card spot depending yeah. on where. There's a, a way that that Toronto and Pittsburgh could end up doing a crossover here, yeah. and they could end up being a first round matchup. And really, the big difference between today's game and Tuesday's game, other than obviously the fact that the Leafs actually played well, uh, one of the big differences was the goaltending performance out of Pittsburgh. So I saw, the reason why I put this up is because I saw a bunch of, of people on Twitter saying, give me a seven-game series with the Penguins. Well, you're saying that tonight, but you weren't saying that on Tuesday. And <laughs> Tristan Jari, in my eyes, if it's a seven-game series, probably starting all seven of those games. And he's an illegal. Like to me, he's in the Vesna conversation this year.
1: I think he's kind of played his way out a little bit. I think I don't a couple think he of go- has. I think Vaseleski's might have played his way into the conversation. Okay, but
0: there's three goalies that are nominated.
1: Yeah, Bishop's still there. Those are my three. Vasilevsky has played his way in there to yeah. me, and I still have to include Rask. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I I'm not sold. Jerry, on Jerry leads
0: the league in save percentage and goals against. Anyways, that's not my point. My point is that. Like, I just feel that after tonight's win, people are really, really high on it. But they're playing their number two goaltender. I don't. Maybe I'm looking too
1: much into it. It's almost like Leafs fans. They, I uh, just can't. They it's go crazy. Not... <laughs> they, they 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 ride the highs real high and they ride the lows real low. Well, much they... like Zach Hyman eloquently stated before the game, they've seen this before. They know what it's like. Like they they realize that Leafs fans can be a little. uh a little bipolar sometimes.
0: Things just can't be this good, so I always think, "Well, there's there's something bad coming, isn't there?" Oh yeah, uh, that's that's
1: and, the the avid yeah. Leafs fan mentality. <laughs>
0: Anything else that you want to chat about from this game specifically? Anything else that stood out to you?
1: Honestly, I think we I think we covered most of the things. Like I, I, it, it, I the, nothing the else really thing, sticks out to me.
0: The only other thing that we sort of touched on a little bit, I think, was just the fact that they played great defensively tonight like team defense they bought into it yeah and that if they can do that from here on out like if this was kind of a a switch game where the switch got flicked and like oh this is what we have to do to succeed we have to, to forecheck really hard we got to backcheck really hard we got to have active sticks if that was kind of today seeing the success that they had if that just flicked the light switch off in their heads I like the chances of this team's success going forward, and that is so drastically different from what I was saying on Tuesday when they did not do that at all. Yeah. Any of those things.
1: The thing about the Leafs tonight is they were much, much smarter than yeah. they than they than they've been all year. They'll they haven't. Up. They didn't make any. They didn't do their crazy, nonchalant backhand passes. That's true in too. The, From like a from the blue line, spinorama backhand pass by Mitch Marner. There's none of that. He. he uh, I saw it during the broadcast they had the like uh, one of the guys was talking about it and
0: I mean, they were O dog O dog yeah they were just making the simple plays.
1: It's crazy how much the sim- <laughs> how much good players can do with simple plays. Yeah, <laughs> right. No,
0: it's true, and it it just it worked out in their favor tonight. So I think uh, ho- hopefully this was kind of a a, a wake up call for the Leafs and they realize okay we need to just buy into this defensive play and just not totally play a running gun style game. And we can't rely on that going forward anymore. This is how we have to play. How we play tonight is our recipe for success. I truly believe that that is what they have to do to succeed. They're not going to go out there and win game six, four every single time. You're not going to win a seven game series that way. You're looking for a first round exit. If you even make the playoffs, if that's the way that you're going to go ahead and play the rest of the year.
1: If they play the way they play tonight the rest the rest of the way here, like up to the deadline, post deadline to the up to the playoffs, they'll make it. Oh, hundred percent. Like if they play like this, they're significantly better than the yes. Florida Panthers.
0: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right, uh we'll take a quick break and then when we come back, apparently there are talks and rumblings that a certain Leafs defenseman has been in the trade discussion. Spicy. And we'll get to that next. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Lockdown Leafs. Mike DiStefano alongside Brandon Cameron. All right, with the Leafs game uh, now in the rearview mirror, one final time, I'll give you the final there. Four nothing, Leafs, with a nice shutout victory over the Penguins. I just love saying it. Love saying it. But during the broadcast, we did get a little bit of a nugget from the Bob father, TSN's Bob McKenzie, <laughs> okay. saying that teams are calling on Tyson Barry. Yeah. And it kind of got me thinking. You think the Leafs would actually part ways with Barry? Would they admit defeat on that trade so early and
1: move him at the deadline? I think there's a real possibility they do that, but they have to. That's all, that's the for me. That's it's dependent on them bringing in another defenseman, right? And that's like, what Mackenzie like, said, right? Yeah. They're
0: like they're not going to go out and trade for futures and picks unless they can use that to flip to get a, a ready now help, like a defenseman like Manson or whatever, yeah. or a, go out and get a, another defenseman from another team. Like they're not looking to do it as a futures deal. If they do anything, it's to make their team better, which you would expect. That being said. Tyson Barry's a, a UFA. You're not trading him to a non-contender. You're gonna, if you're trading him, you're probably getting calls from contenders who are going to want him. And if that's the case, are they going to be giving up some of their top-end defensemen? I, I don't. I don't know. So that's why I'm kind of conflicted on this report.
1: It, to me, it seems like a Tyson Berry deal would be a separate thing, contingent on them trading for another defenseman. Like it, it, it has to be. Like the, I I don't think they they consider moving him if they're they don't have something finalized somewhere else. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And no, I get that, but what, do I, you, what I are also you going to move think, on Barry? Like, like you got to make the Barry trade first to get the assets to acquire this guy. So you're saying it's more—you have to do like a three-way deal?
1: uh, No, I think the Leafs have other assets to make another trade. Oh, man. They have the assets to make another trade. All right, what,
0: in your opinion, do you think the Leafs should do at the deadline? And we'll start with whether or not they move Tyson Barry and then build off that into what else you think they should be doing.
1: Well, they trade for Josh Manson. That's who they trade for. Wow, well, know yeah, said
0: than done, there, Brandon. If,
1: if I'm Kyle Dupas, I'm salivating at the idea of Anaheim being open to trading Josh Manson. Look, and you give them what they want. You give them what they want.
0: You're salivating over it. Florida's salivating over it. Colorado, I'm sure, is salivating over it. Uh, Pittsburgh probably would like Josh Manson as well. Like, every team wants Josh Manson. Get it done, Dupas. But the Leafs don't have... Assets is the problem. So in order to collect the assets, I think that's why this report came out. They're going to have to farm out Tyson Berry to a team to collect more assets, whether it be picks or prospects, younger youth, to flip right away, almost as if it's a, a three-way trade, in order to get a guy like Manson or maybe even Dumba or like a or, Severson.
1: Uh, sure, Severson. They could probably get. They could probably swing Sammy Vatnin for pretty I don't know cheap. If they
0: want Vatnin though.
1: I know, but they could. <laughs> I'm just, like, there's... There's options.
0: There's options there. And it, it's, it's interesting. I think the injuries to Janssen really kind of... Like, he's out for the year. I don't know if I've shared that on this podcast, but if you didn't know that news, now you know. He's out <laughs> for the year. He's done. Uh, knee surgery, out six months. So that injury... Definitely hinders them. Well, because at first at they're like, okay, we could one of... Kapanen or Johnson are expendable I believe that 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 was the case then now you take one away and it's like can we really afford to move on from both of them and yeah. those those are your big trade chips right like yeah. that's that, those are the guys you could talk about adding in a player like Kerfoot you could talk about adding in a player like, like um, Dermott. Uh, Travis Dermott but when you're doing that look how many players you're taking away from your lineup like it's tough like in theory when you're playing NHL 20 GM mode <laughs> sure you can make these moves because you're just looking to to improve your overall on your on your team but in real life it doesn't quite work like that and that's where i caution leaf fans i'm not too sure if they're going to be able to make the big swing i freaking hope so
1: the the johnson injury really 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 cripples things because it would be really nice to have the flexibility of having of getting to choose between parting with one of Kampanen or Andreas Janssen. I mean, now it's kind of now if you're the Leafs, you can kind of really only choose to part between Kerfoot and Campanen off your roster to add, right? Like that's all they can that's all they can afford. That's all the, that they can really do. And they they're looking at a point where I think they do have to add Travis Dermott to a deal to get a defenseman back. Otherwise, there's there's nothing there right like they they don't have options
0: yeah one of the big i said this yesterday on the podcast for me i think uh, like dumba's been in the news a lot for a team that the lee or for a player that the leaves should go out and get right hand shot defenseman young with term kind of checks all the boxes mm-hmm. top four guy i think and i said this yesterday the, the there's a perfect fit for him in florida and florida flips vinny trocheck a top-two center that Minnesota has asked for in any deal with Dumba. I don't think Toronto has a top-two yeah. center. Like, Kerfoot's not that. So I don't know if Kerfoot being the main piece of a deal. I'm saying you could add, 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 sure. But they want a top-two center to be a main piece of a deal, That's and a good they point. don't have it. That's a good point. Right.
1: I, I could see I could see Florida and Minnesota working on something between Dumba and Trochick. Like, yeah. that, that – there's – The pieces kind of add up a little bit there. They do. They they do.
0: For for when you're just kind of spitballing and trying to to make a puzzle of the NHL trade deadline. And then you look and you're like, okay, so that that one kind of is gone. So do the Leafs have the assets? Like, Florida has the assets. Like, Florida has the asset to go out and get that player. But do the Leafs? And that's my question. I just don't know anymore, man. And I'm kind of like going around in circles, but like
1: that's why that's that's why I go back to the to the Manson thing dude like the Leafs and like the Leafs and the ducks have really good trade relationships they do like they like Jake at least got Jake Gardner from Anaheim Jaguer. Joffrey Lupel from Anaheim yep jage Freddie Anderson Freddie Anderson Francois Beauchemin. yeah like the the Leafs and ducks have had like they've been like notable notable trade partners I think they made a trade last year too, didn't they?
0: Uh, probably. Like it's they, just they slipping just, my mind. They but just, probably. they
1: they trade literally all the time. Yeah. Apparently the apparently the Leafs only deal with L.A. <laughs> <L. A>. teams. <laughs>
0: California teams.
1: Fun fact: the Leafs have had a goalie from each California team. They've traded for a goalie from each California team. Uh. Yeah, you're right,
0: Bernier. And. And Bernier, uh,
1: Bernier, and uh, Campbell. Yeah. Freddie.
0: And then yeah, you're right. They
1: only pick goalies from California, man. Yep. They have You're a special. Right. They they breed them. They breed Toronto Maple Leaf goalies in California, apparently.
0: <laughs> uh, where are we going with that point? <laughs> I, don't know.
1: I just, wanted, just wanted to say it.
0: <laughs> you, but like he you, you threw us off with the rails. I don't know where we're going now.
1: It is what it is.
0: This is why I don't bring you on the podcast too often. That's true. You, you just bring me off the rails. Um, I think uh, the other thing that scares me. Is the fact that when you look at the prices that are being paid for some of these defensemen, like Scandella costs you a two and a four, uh, Brendan Dillon a two and a three, Alec Martinez a two seconds. Like, what's it going to, and these are for guys who are UFAs, what's it going to cost for A, better players, B, guys with term and are fairly young with, with the players that the Leafs are thinking about getting?
1: I think the Leafs are, are in a position where they can offer better players, like a better player than than. It's more of a hockey deal. Yeah, that, that's the thing, right? It's more of a of a hockey trade that they're gonna make. It's like they're they're parting with a piece that can actually like legitimately mm. like contribute and actually like play on a on an NHL roster instead of just an actual instead of just a gamble, I guess. Where, I there that has some that has some additional value. Like, the, the, there's no denying that. Like, there there is something the Leafs can—they do have value. It's just how much value, right? right?
0: Right. Well, we'll see. There's only a few days left uh, until the NHL trade deadline. I might, on Sunday, come out with a trade deadline special, kind of a league-wide look at uh, what's going to go on, and I'll kind of— Try and play uh, matchmaker with some with some Ooh. teams. I'm thinking about it. We'll the see. The
1: Bachelor, uh, the Bachelor trade deadline I- exactly, edition. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So
0: we'll we'll see if I can make that work. I'm I'm hoping to get it to Josh you, Josh Manson.
1: Though. You can have my rose.
0: <laughs> Killed me. Um, that was funny. That was probably the funniest thing that you've ever said in your life. To be quite honest, that was not bad. Um, but yeah, I think uh, so. We'll we'll kind of leave it there. Uh, real quick though. Anderson, big night tonight. You roll back and you put him out there Saturday night against Carolina. Correct?
1: Yeah, dude. You never, you never, you never take a goalie out after a shutout.
0: Yeah, well, huh?
1: unless he's Michael Hutchinson. Yeah. <laughs> unless he's Michael Hutchinson, where you're like, eh, we're 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 kind of walking on on uh, thin ice here. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't want to test my my luck a little too much here with uh, Michael Hutchinson, but. Yeah, you, you go with Freddie Anderson Saturday
0: night. I totally agree. That's going to be a big game, too, because Carolina is one of those teams that Toronto's going to be fighting yeah. neck and neck with for that wild-card spot if that's where they end up having to finish out the season at. So, you know, big two points coming up on Saturday as well. Uh, so hopefully they can have a very similar performance to tonight, kind of mimic how they played.
1: Panthers and Lightning next week, too.
0: Yeah, big week. Dennis Malgin go
1: first goal as a Maple Leaf against the Panthers. A revenge lock game. Lock it in. Lock it in. The <laughs> lock of the century. Dennis Malgin <laughs> scores his first goal as a Leaf against the Panthers.
0: All right, <laughs> uh, we're gonna end that one here. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to the show. You can subscribe on Twitter at Locked On You could subscribe uh, or. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLeafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. You could follow Brandon at B underscore Cameron 222. Two two. Go ahead, subscribe, and comment uh, also on all podcasting platforms. Uh, really do need those numbers to just keep skyrocketing, baby. Y'all are doing great by listening almost every single day. Need more of it. Share it. I love it.
1: I love the I love the passive aggressiveness behind it, too. <laughs> what nice. are you talking about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, all right, we're uh, we're gonna call it quits here tonight. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and I think Sunday, like I said, check back and we'll have that trade deadline preview for you. All right, till then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.